What you say? Real ass nigga give a fuck about a bitch. It is what it is. This some five star dick. She a big old freak. It's a must that I hit. It's a hot girl summer, so you know she got a lit. Know she got a lit. Hot girl summer, so you know she got a lit. Know she got a lit. Who gon' handle me? Thinking he's a player, he's a member on the team. He put in all that work, he wanna be the MVP. I told him ain't no taming me. I love my niggas equally. Fucking nine to five niggas with that superstar beat. Fuck the superstar nigga, now I got him far late. I called a jet to get that nigga. I told him, call, don't send no text. And don't you tell him you with me when they be asking where you at. I can read your mind, gotta say that shit. Should I take your love? Should I take that there? Got a whole lot of options, cause you know a bitch poppin'. I'm a high girl. Oh my god. Ooh. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wait. Should I give you Nikki? Let's give you Nikki before I start talking. Hold on. Who I had to be? Who got a lot of D? Who popping like a P when he be hopping out the V? And who gon' tell him that my bitch is getting her degree? When we say it's hot girl summer, we ain't talking about degrees. We ain't talking about degrees. Sleeve? <laughs> Welcome back, you guys. What an explosive intro, hot girl summer, okay? I am back. Yours truly, the host of the humble ass podcast you know um yours truly k aka k day aka khalif aka in your motherfucking ass how are you guys i've been gone for such a long time i have been gone for so long you know and I will definitely say that I have been trying to enjoy my hot girl summer. You know, I've been trying to just relax and work and kind of just take it easy and kind of enjoy the last few months of summer. So my last episode was in July. And by the way, I'm so excited that Nikki and Megan collabed. I feel like I miss so much. Like, I haven't put out an episode in two months. It's officially, like, Beyonce's birthday right now. It's September 4th. So, I'm giving you a late night recording because I finally felt like doing a show. Now, mind you guys, I did plan on coming back earlier, but then something would happen or I would be too tired or something would go crazy in my world. And I felt like, damn, I want to give them an episode. I've been gone for too fucking long. I haven't put shit out since July. What the fuck? I was sitting here thinking that I was going to get a deal with Spotify and the deal fell through. It didn't freaking work out. Well, not even a deal, but I was going to be in a competition with the possibility of getting a deal if I won the competition. So I have a lot to explain and I have to explain my absence. So I just want to let you guys know that I've been just enjoying my vacation. You know, last episode, I got back from Louisiana, from Essence Fest. And when I got back, I just wanted to chill. I just wanted the, I just wanted my world to slow down a little bit. But I've been good. I've been good. You know, but I just wanted my world to slow down. I was like, I just want to enjoy this summer. I want to work hard. I want to just take the breathing time that I need. Because once the school year comes back, bitch, I will never have this much free time on my hands. So, um... Yeah, so much has happened. But let me start off with the Spotify thing really quickly. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. So as you all know, on my social media, I um, I found a Spotify competition. And no need to say the name or whatever, but basically it was a competition in which it was for women of color, podcasters, blah, 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 blah. I submitted my show and um, I wound up not even getting an interview. <laughs> and I was a little... And see, this is where I had to check my ego. I thought to myself, oh, you know, we got a show on iTunes and Spotify. We got some hits. You know, we, we got a few listeners and stuff like that. It's all organic. You feel me? Like, I, I'm not, like, with thousands of listeners, but I have some listeners. And, um, you know, I've been doing all the promo on my own. I've been doing this on my own. So hopefully they see that I'm out here hustling. And hopefully they see that um, there is some potential with me, you know? So that's that's what I was hoping for, you feel me? And um, 
come to find out that, you know, basically I submitted the show, I filled out the application. Um, I actually found it from a friend on Facebook who posted it randomly. I don't even think she posted it for me in particular, but I just thought it was so random that she posted it and she shared it on her page. And I was like, wait, this must be a blessing from God because I've been trying to figure out how to get this show pop and I've been trying to figure out how to just grow the show. And I know that it's going to take time. I know that things don't happen overnight, but I was still trying to think of creative ways to kind of get more support, you know, financially or just not even just financially, but just a push, you know, um, yeah, so I applied for a little competition. It didn't work out. I never even got an interview. So I felt salty about that. Definitely felt salty about it, you guys. <laughs> and I think that's what kind of, I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> I think that that's what kind of made me not want to do a show for a second. Because I was I was a little like in my feelings about it. But I, now I'm out of my feelings. I, you know. That's just how life is. I'm glad that I tried, you know, I'm glad that I tried. So thank you all for the support and thank you for all like sharing the podcast and spreading the word. Um, And I'm just going to keep going. You know, I doubt to myself that I would do this show all year long. And despite me taking a little bit of a break, you know, just for my own self-care, I am back. And, you know, things happen for a reason. I'm just going to chuck up the deuces and who knows, I maybe I could apply for the competition again next year. Um, now I will say this, you know, when, when I got rejected or whatever, I was like, oh damn, maybe it's because my show is not, cause this, they specifically wanted woman of color, right? And they didn't even really say what they wanted our shows to be about. They just said they wanted to support like three women, women of color. They wanted to take you and put you on the market and really like go heavy on your show. And you get to keep your idea and all that stuff like that if you don't get chosen. But we, we are looking for three people that we can kind of take and sponsor, right? And I thought to myself, I was like, damn, maybe my show wasn't as... Because I... I feel like for me, I'm a little bit of everything. I can give you the political. I can I could be a political woman. I could be a little bit of ratchet. I could be a little bit of classy. You know, I feel like I give you a good... I'm like a chameleon. You feel me? I, I could fit in in different sectors. I'm not like a cookie cutter. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just one image. I'm not just one voice. You see what I'm saying? Like, I feel like my show, and that's why I call it the perfect blend, because it's a little bit of everything. So maybe they just didn't get my idea. Maybe they wanted something more succinct. Maybe they wanted something more niche, you know, like a show specifically about natural hair or or something like that, or a show specifically about, you know, women of color and nonprofits, or you know how these podcasts are. And for me, my show is, it's fun. We have our serious moments, right? But it's still fucking fun. And I feel like, I think, as I was kind of overanalyzing and see, this is this is my negative self-talk that I'm working on, you guys, my negative self-talk. I was like, damn, maybe it's because my show is all over the place and it's too fun. And there are so many other celeb gossip podcasts. There, I'm not the only one doing this shit. Like every almost low-key, low-key, no shade. But there are a lot of black podcasters who are LGBT or, you know, who are in the community who tend to talk about the same things. You see what I'm saying? So when they see me, they're probably like, oh, this is just another one. You know, we don't, this is not interesting to us. Like she doesn't really have anything to make her stand out. I'm not sure of how they thought, but basically I didn't get chosen. So I had to tell myself, I had to look in the mirror and I had to say, Kay, stop beating yourself up. You don't know why you didn't get chose. It doesn't mean that you don't give good content. You know, you work your ass off. You work fucking hard. You have gotten a show here, you know, with your listeners. And if it wasn't for your listeners, we wouldn't even have this type of, you know, um, movement with my show. You see what I'm saying? This baby movement that I do have. Um, I do have, you know, people who still listen and people who still support. Sorry, you guys. One of the lights went off in my house. But yeah, so I had to just be positive about that. So basically that's what happened. And I think when it happened initially, I was kind of sad about it. And I was like, I don't want to do this show no more. You know, kind of in my feelings. But I was like, you know what? I know that I love this project and it's super, super fun. And I cannot give up. I got to keep pushing through all my own bullshit. Um, Yeah. And basically my summer, by the way, I just wanted to kind of take some time off and enjoy my friends and, you know, um, be a hot girl. (laughs) 
And I, you know, I, I'm still single, but I've also had a little fun this summer with, with someone, um, you know, I met, I met someone, we are not together. We are not in a relationship. Okay. We are not in a relationship, but I will say that for the most part, I'm content with where things are going, you know, um, but we are not in a relationship and, um, yeah. And I'm still dating. I'm dating multiple people, you know, um, because these niggas just don't know how to act, bro. You know, you start dating one of them, child, or you start hooking up or fucking around with one of them, child. And then they start feeling themselves because they didn't, you know, y'all didn't had a little bit of fun. You know what I'm saying? So y- y'all know how these guys are. You know, once once you break down a little bit, you get a little bit of vulnerable, they start changing on you and stuff like that. I'm not saying that's what's happening to me. I'm just saying. Okay. No, but anyways, I have had, you know, somewhat of a hot girl summer, kind of a lukewarm summer, okay? I've been trying to have fun. Um, yeah, so I'm so happy to be back. So now we are going to get into the Yes Queen Award, all right? So my first Yes Queen Award this week, it's going to be given to a female rapper by the name of Rhapsody. Rhapsody, um, she has she signed to Jamla Records. And I also believe she is signed to, let's see. Her main label is Jamla Records. Um, and the reason why I say Jamla is because I believe Jamla is a division of Kendrick Lamar or either Wu-Tang Clan. It's a division of, but she's basically, this woman is heavily affiliated with Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole and um Jizza, it's GZA. He's like a legendary Wu-Tang Clan member child. So this woman is the shit. And I, I want to give a Yes Queen Award to Rhapsody because she dropped a phenomenal album. I believe this is her sixth album. I went and did my research on it because I've been actually bumping all of her music and, you know, just getting more familiar with her as an artist. Now, I, I consider Rhapsody like a female Kendrick Lamar slash J. Cole. And a lot of people have not given her the attention, but she has been co-signed by, you know, big names, Kendrick, J. Cole, Jay-Z. She's been co-signed by a lot of people. It's just that she has not gotten mainstream attention yet because, you know, her music is more, it's not as, uh, it's not like a Nicki Minaj. It's not like a Megan Thee Stallion. She, She fits into like, she's more like a common, you know, I put her in the category of like a, a Kendrick Lamar, you know, she's very conscious. And I know that um, a lot of rappers hate the whole conscious stigma, but she she's in that realm to me. She uh, Rhapsody is like a queen. She's like a modern day Queen Latifah. I'll say that. That's that's the perfect. She's like a modern day Queen Latifah slash MC Light, you know, and and that's what I love about her. She she her flow is very old school. And um, I love her album. Her album is the shit. Her new album, she dropped a new album called Eve, you guys. And let's look at her disco- her um, discography real quick. She has, yeah, she has about like six or seven albums. So, you know, this is, I believe, her, her um, seventh album. Anyways, that shit knocks. Love Rhapsody. I'm super, super proud of her. So I want y'all to go check her out because her second album is called Eve. And um, each track is dedicated to um, a woman of color, uh, specifically a black woman. Um, For example, she has a song titled Oprah. She has a song called Aaliyah. She has a song called Serena, a song called Tyra, a song called Maya for Maya Angelou, you know, um, a song called Iman, a song called Michelle. So it's just a really positive, dope, record and um it's refreshing it's refreshing because I, I think a lot of people that when they when they look at me because you know I have a fun ratchet side y'all know what I'm saying so a lot of people think I just look and I love Megan the Stallion and Nicki Minaj but I think people think that I don't have taste like I think that they think I just listen to and that's not to say that Nicki Minaj and Megan are not tasteful artists that's not what I'm saying but what I'm saying is that people tend to think that I just listen to ratchet ass shit all the time and I listen to a lot of music I'm I feel like I'm I have a great ear for good music. I'm very well versed. I love Neo Soul. Um, R&B and Soul is my first love and then hip hop is right after that. Y'all know I'm a champion for female hip hop. Love female rap. It's nothing like it in this world. I love female hip hop to the death of me. So I want y'all to check out Rhapsody. Her name is spelled R-A-P-S-O-D as in dog Y. Rhapsody. 
So check her out. She gets the first Queen Award for dropping that fire-ass fucking album. Um, she's been on a promo run. She's been doing good with her promo. I've been seeing her more. She did the Breakfast Club recently. And um, she's going to be performing at um, an NFL event that's coming out with Meek Mill and Jay-Z and all of them, child. So I'm happy that she's performing with them, although I kind of have my thoughts on this whole NFL bullshit that Jay-Z's, that Jay-Z's pulling right now, child. So anyways, um, support Rhapsody. My second Queen Award goes to um, a singer by the name of Ari Lennox. Um, and the reason why I give her a Yes Queen Award is because um, a few days ago, she uh, made several tweets supporting the LGBT community, specifically um, taking a stance against transphobia and homophobia. And basically, let me pull up a few of the tweets that Miss um, Ari Lennox released. Um, and by the way, this is via the shade room, you guys. Um, and she randomly tweeted. She said, please, if you don't support LGBTQ community, you do not support me. You don't support my family and the people I love. So all you delusional and fake religious slash self-righteous weirdos, unfollow and subscribe. I don't even understand how people don't agree with the LGBT lifestyle. That's how intense I feel about it. Please get the fuck out of here. Um, let's see. She puts to be gay is beautiful. It is natural. One doesn't have to experience trauma to be gay. Yes, I believe people are born that way. Yes, I hate people who hate gay people. If there is a God, I believe he made us in his image and made no mistakes. She also stated, I don't believe in the quote-unquote gay agenda. No agenda can alter what is already innate. No religion or media or bully can convince me that true love is unnatural. Then the last week that she said, and I know I'm giving you guys a mouthful here, but I want to get through this shit today because we have a lot of shit to talk about. She put, um, I have family members that didn't show up to my own sister's wedding because she married a woman. You can't support your own flesh and blood because of years of unhealthy conditioning from religion and media. People really live their short lives in a mental prison. Boom. So Ari Lennox right there, I just give you a Yes Queen Award because it's hard. You know, I feel like we, especially if you're black or, or Latino as well, if you're a person of color in general, right? Um, it's difficult to see public figures who support people like you. You know, me being a part of the LGBT community, it's, it's not that often that I see a lot of cisgender or, you know, natal born people or basically straight, quote unquote, cis people, right? You never really see them vocally support us. You know, we're the ones sitting out here buying your albums, especially especially if you're a female artist, honey. You know, the black gays live for you, child. You know what I'm saying? So it's sort of like, we're usually the ones who are buying the albums, right? Black women, black gay men, black trans girls. It's like, cis men usually don't buy albums like that. And even outside of a black thing, right? That's just statistics. Usually women buy albums, like females of all races usually buy music. And uh, the gays, <laughs> those are like the two populations that will really go out and buy an album. That doesn't mean that other populations don't, but usually those are the two demographics that you see. You see a lot of women and a lot of LGBT people who support these big pop stars, right? So uh, to me, it's phenomenal to see an R&B singer who's neo-soul, who you probably wouldn't even think would be open to that, be so open. And um, I just want to shout her out. So she gets the Ask Queen Award today. So thank you, girl, for supporting us there. Now, whew, y'all, whew, that was a mouthful. Bitch, we are 18 minutes in. Y'all, I'm already tired. We have a lot to discuss. Whew, where do I start, y'all? Okay. Celebrity shit, you know, let's let's do a freestyle, you know, let's let's talk about the celebrity shit. First and foremost, y'all know, and I know that there are some people who don't really care for Nicki Minaj, right? Y'all know I love Nicki. But a few weeks ago, she had a, a, a Queen Radio thing with Joe Button that went haywire. I know this is kind of some old tea, but I still wanted to share my thoughts on it, y'all, because when it when shit hit the fan, child, I, I was like, damn, I want to do a podcast, but I don't really feel like it. I, Damn. You know, but basically, um, Nicki Minaj had Queen Radio, right? That's something that she does exclusively with Apple Music and, uh, you know, Beats Radio or Beats One Radio. Sorry about that. She does exclusively with them. You know, it's a great show. It's like number one in the world. Every time she does an episode, she has a lot of people who listen, yada, yada, yada. Great. Now, her and Joe Budden had this long, like, 40-minute argument where basically Nikki called his ass out and humiliated him and embarrassed him due to some things that he said. 
Now, we all know that Joe Budden, you know, um, he's he's most known for the Joe Budden podcast. Uh, and oh, excuse me. Sorry about that, you guys. I'm over here belching. Girl, I... Uh, honey, I, I'm drinking this, this really good purified water, girl. It's the 7-Eleven brand. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. But, um, yeah, so... Joe Budden is best known for the Joe Budden podcast and also Everyday Struggle, which I believe he is no longer affiliated with anymore. He used to work with DJ Academics. They had a falling out, yada, yada, yada. Cool. Anyways, Joe Budden is like um, a newly respected radio personality, right? And a podcast host. Like he he just got like a $2 million deal with Revolt TV, you know, so he's the one big shit. And also Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj is also killing the radio game right now, you know, Um so the reason why she invited him on to Queen Radio is because two things. Number one, he stated that she was on drugs about a year ago. He said that he believes that Nicki Minaj is on drugs because of the way she's acting, how she's going in on Cardi B, how she's angry all the time. And, you know, he was running around saying how he thinks Nicki Minaj is on drugs and it created all these rumors as to her being on drugs. Okay, number two. Nicki Minaj did a live video with Megan Thee Stallion, right? Actually, um, yeah, they did a live Instagram video together and um, decided to work on Megan Thee Stallion's song called Hot Girl Summer. That's the song that I opened up the show with, y'all. So basically, when the Instagram live occurred, Megan already had the song recorded. She asked Nicki to join her on the song. In two days, the song already had Nicki's verse on it. The song was released. Joe Budden and his little crew basically went around saying how Nicki Minaj and Megan already planned this. This was not something that just happened spare of the moment. They just did this to capitalize off of the fans. They know that both of their fans wanted them to collaborate. You see what I'm saying? And basically Nicki was upset because this was all organic, according to her. She was like, you know, this is all organic. And she was like, I didn't plan anything. I literally joined live with Megan Thee Stallion. She asked me to jump on the track. I jumped on the track. It was so organic. We didn't orchestrate this PR stunt. You know, she was like, this was really all organic. So she, so basically Nikki and Joe Budden had a few words about that. She was, she was upset because she felt like he kept trying to just paint this shady narrative of her, you know, like of her doing drugs and her over here being super calculated. And basically she cussed his ass out and then turned off his mic. He didn't really get to explain himself. Um, now I'm a big Nikki fan. Um, I, there is no Nikki, t- you know, I don't want to, I'm still an objective fan, right? So, you know, Nikki does, I mean, all rappers, let's, I'll say it like this. A lot of rappers do rap about drugs, right? And she has, she has rapped about that in her music. It's no fucking, you know, secret, right? But, um, I mean, I feel like, hell, a lot of people smoke weed. I don't know what Nikki does, child. But basically, she she was really upset because she said, I do, I do not do drugs. Like, you guys need to stop this bullshit. You know, she was like, I'm not a fucking drug addict. And, you know, she was really upset. And honestly, I feel like Nikki took it personal because she said back in the day her and Joe Budden came up together. Like, literally. And um, around the time Joe Budden had his one hit... You know, he he had he was like a one hit wonder. Nikki was working on getting signed, and they both were under the same management. And she was stating how she felt like he always just did not like her, even back then, like years ago. And how now that she's gotten so successful, he's always taking shots at her every fucking chance that he gets. And I, you know, I don't agree with Joe Budden. You feel me? Like, you know. And it's not just because I love Nikki, but, you know, I I do feel like there are certain celebrities that he kind of hits at, you feel me, where he'll kind of just stab you a little bit. And not to say that the way that Nikki handled it was right. I thought it was fucking funny. She cussed that nigga out and turned off his fucking mic. Girl, he didn't even get to talk. The interview was a fucking shit show. Like, it really wasn't even an interview. It was more so them fighting and them kind of going back and forth. A lot of fuckery going on, you know, but... But I see where Nikki's coming from because, you know, she has a brand to defend. You feel me? And it's like, niggas running around here saying I'm on drugs and shit like that. I'm speaking as if I'm her, right? This is how she feels. You know, people are running around saying that, you know, she's on drugs. Um, 
I think that would make anybody upset if people were running around spreading, you know, false allegations about you, child. So I don't want to spend too much time on that because, child, that's it's just a lot of fuckery going on with that. But anyways, outside of the drama with that, the last Queen Radio episode was amazing. She had T.S. Madison on there. Lovely. Um, you know, she talked about her upcoming marriage to Kenneth Petty and all that stuff. And, you know, I know some people might have some of their views about her, Nicki Minaj's fiance, you know, because of his, his background, you know, but I, I'm not here to judge. She's happy. You know, I'm happy that Nicki Minaj is happy. I will say that I'm a little worried about her. But she seems, she seems very, very, very happy. And the only reason I'm worried is because I just don't want her to be vulnerable and have a man, you know, take advantage of her. You see what I'm saying? But Nikki also stated on Queen Radio recently that, you know, out of all the men that she's ever dated, it's just beautiful how she wound up going back to one that she dated in the past. Now, her and her current fiance, Kenneth Petty, they were they were dating when they were teenagers. You see what I'm saying? Like they were to get they had like a puppy love and then they broke up and then as adults you know, later on in their adult life, they got back together and she was just saying how happy she was and how she has never felt that way. So, you know, look, I'm not here to get in the way of anybody's happiness. I'm happy to see Nikki happy. Nikki has been fucking bashed. A lot of people are always fucking going in on her. And I'm only concerned because I just don't want to see the queen fall. You feel me? So I just don't want, you know, the downfall of a queen to be by a man. You get what I'm saying? Not to say that Kenny Kenny is a bad guy, but I'm just saying, you know, yeah. Anywho, enough of Nikki's talk. Um, What's our next topic? Let's see. What else is going on? Uh, Netflix, you guys. So, um, according to B. Scott, by the way, my sources are from the shade room, lovebscott.com and the neighborhood talk, you know, some of my favorite sites, uh, Jasmine brand, just to name a few. Um, yeah. So, um, Netflix, um, they're planning to switch up the binge release style. And, um, now they're thinking about releasing multiple new shows with, um, one episode per week. So you guys know how Netflix typically they'll release an entire season and you just binge watch it all day. That's what Netflix is known for, especially in this day and age. But now they're trying to figure out, you know, for some of their new shows, they're they're thinking, you know, for a few of the newer shows that are coming out to release episodes on a weekly basis. And honestly, what I I think they're doing this to just kind of increase engagement a little bit. Because, you know, a lot of people usually binge watch the the shows and they'll probably cancel their account or, you know, they'll or they probably don't even have their own account. They're, um, you know, borrowing their their baby mama's account or their cousin's account, etc. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's just a way to kind of just increase numbers and kind of increase the viewership, you know, because now we live in an age, you guys, where media is so new. I feel like with the Internet and social media and Netflix and all the literally all the shit that we have right now. Hell, I'm recording my fucking podcast on my fucking phone. You get me? All of the technology that we have is so fucking new. Shout out to Anchor, by the way. They're the reason why I'm doing this. You guys are lovely. Um, Yes. So like I was saying, um, you guys, the media, it's so new right now. You see what I'm saying? So I feel like we live in an age right now where even ourselves, we don't really know what to do with all of this information, all of this technology that we have. I feel like it's sort of like a monster in a sense. And I feel like we're all just kind of going with the punches and learning, you know, and I feel like this is just a way to kind of just increase viewership and kind of make um, make watchers more loyal to Netflix, I guess. You know, that's what I'm thinking here. Let's see. Next topic, Star Brim. So Star Brim, she's a friend of Cardi B child. Star Brim just got her ass out of fucking prison for some fuck shit that she didn't did. I don't know why she got arrested, but basically Star Brim is a stripper and, you know, a gang member, things of that nature. She's heavily affiliated with Cardi B. No shades of Star Brim. You know, she seems like a cool gal, you know, but basically um, when she got out of prison, she went on... Um, Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schultz podcast called um, the, the the Dumb Idiots or the Brilliant Idiots. I think that's what the show is called. And um, basically, they asked her what, what was her take on the Cardi B and Nicki Minaj fight that occurred last year at the Harper's Bazaar party. Now, you all remember that legendary fucking fight. It was crazy. 
Cardi B was taking off her shoes, trying to whip Nicki Minaj's ass. The security pulled Cardi B off. Allegedly, Riley busted Cardi B upside the head, child. Then the footage came out. We didn't see nobody really fighting. We just saw Cardi B running around saying, let me at her. Let me at her. Let me at the bitch. Let me. I want to fight. And Nicki was like, you know, I'm standing right here. You're not going to hit me, child. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if you all remember that that crazy chaotic time last year when um, Cardi B tried to actually fist fight Nicki Minaj and apparently Ra Ali grabbed Cardi B up and knocked her beside the head a few times, child. Um, and Cardi B came out and said that that did not happen, that security gave her the knots because Cardi B had these very vivid knots on her head. And, um, oh, it was a shit show, you guys. But basically... Cardi B said that Ra Ali didn't hit her, that the security gave her the knots. Ra Ali said that she knocked her upside the head. Nicki Minaj said that Ra Ali knocked her upside the head. And now Star Brim, Star Brim, which is the friend of Cardi B, I don't know if she meant to say this or not, but basically Charlemagne asked her, you know, now if you were out of jail, what would you have? He asked her some, something around the lines of, you know, what's your thoughts on this fight that happened if you were out? What would you have done, you know, if you were there? And basically, Star said that she would have basically came for Ra Ali. Like, she would have spanked Ra Ali, knocked her ass out, dragged her, gave her a good run for her money, child. And then she also said that she would have gotten to Nicki Minaj if she could have, but Nicki Minaj has too much security, so she couldn't have hit Nicki Minaj. But she was saying that if she was there, she definitely would have took off on um, um, Ra Ali, which was at the time, the friend of Nicki Minaj who defended Nicki Minaj against Cardi B. I hope you all are keeping up. I know that this is a lot. And if you are, I thank you so much because I feel like I'm all over the fucking place right now, right? Anywho, long story short, Star Brim just got her ass out of prison and sort of reignited this Nicki Minaj Cardi shit. And honestly, I don't even want to talk about it because it's fucking exhausting. So we we won't spend too much time on this fucking negative ass bullshit. But um, basically, Star said that she would have fucked Raleigh up. So if any of you care, I just, we just, you know, as, as the, you know, celebrity gossip is like, it's our sport, right? So for me, I... I'm just trying to understand, Star, you just got out of jail, like, bitch, like, you're trying to reignite this Nikki Cardi thing, Nikki and Cardi said that they squashed it, can we leave it alone, it's a hot girl summer, I want the girls to get along, you know, anywho, I'm I'm done talking about that, what's our next, what's my next topic, you guys, um, let's see, um, Trina, the rapper Trina, her mom died. Um, her mom died yesterday. She died at 62 years old after a battle with cancer. So I want to send my love to the rapper Trina, aka the Diamond Princess, aka the baddest bitch. Trina, we fucking love you. Um, love your new album. Trina does have a new album out, you guys. It's called The One. Go, go listen to that shit if you love some good ratchet ass female hip hop. Um, next topic. Um, Popeyes, y'all. Okay, so according to B. Scott, you guys, <laughs> now, this summer has been fucking chaotic, you guys. Look, the cucumber challenge went viral, right? Bitches was sucking cucumber cucumbers on Instagram. I don't know if y'all saw that, y'all, but they had the cucumber challenge where these girls were literally sucking on cucumbers, deep-throating cucumbers. I'm sorry to get so explicit, you guys, but, you know, social media has been a fucking shit show, summer 2019. And right along with the cucumber challenge, we had the Popeye's chicken sandwich phenomenon. So earlier in August, around August 12th, um, a tweet went out on Twitter where Chick-fil-A basically stated that they are the original chicken sandwich and they were shading Popeyes because they saw that Popeyes just released their own chicken sandwich. Now, word on the street is that Popeyes actually released this chicken sandwich earlier this year back in May and the sandwich has already been out. It's just that they haven't really been promoting it. So out of nowhere, once Chick-fil-A sent that tweet, the tweet went viral. The tweet had like 80,000 retweets, a whole conversation sparked 
about Chick-fil-A basically calling out Popeyes. That literally sent the nation into a fucking frenzy where everybody was fucking going around trying to try this fucking chicken sandwich because they were like, bitch, we need to see if this is better than Chick-fil-A because everybody loves Chick-fil-A, right? Although Chick-fil-A don't support the gays and Chick-fil-A is a very homophobic company, child. Look. They are very homophobic, but I, I'm not going to lie. I, I have taken my ass to Chick-fil-A. Y'all look, don't judge me, okay? I'm not perfect. I don't know what side to choose. We live in the Trump era, okay? We live in the Trump era. They don't want me to take Uber. They say that, that the owner of Uber supports him, child. They don't want me to go to Chick-fil-A. I'm like, bitch, well, where can I go? Because the rich white conservatives and the Republicans own every fucking thing, bitch. So I don't know what to lobby against, goddammit. A bitch still want a chicken sandwich. So I'm not going to lie. Chick-fil-A has great lemonade. So I, you know, please don't judge me, you guys. Look, I'm not perfect. Now, that doesn't mean that I, that, I, that in the future I probably won't stop going to Chick-fil-A. You know, now because Popeye's has a chicken sandwich, right? All right? Anywho. <laughs> I'm a fucking mess. Anyways, um, Popeye's, back to the story. So this fucking chicken sandwich comes in two flavors. They have the original flavor, then they have the spicy chicken flavor. Have I tried it? No. But bitch, best believe my fat ass, look, I went and I watched a mukbang video. By the way, you guys, I've fallen back in love with YouTube. I've been watching YouTube like every freaking day. I love watching um, ASMR videos, food review videos, makeup videos, hair videos, celebrity gossip videos. I've been watching all of that shit. Love videos, Zodiac sign videos, bitch. I've been watching every goddamn thing. I, I actually watch YouTube more than I watch TV. Anywho, I went and I watched a 55-minute review of the Popeye's chicken sandwich. And when I tell you, that video was so fucking entertaining. And the video was done by, uh, it's a woman. Her name is B Loves Life. The letter B, Loves Life. You could check her out on Instagram. She does all of these uh, mukbang videos where she'll sit down and she'll eat and she'll review the food. Sort of like an ASMR, not really ASMR, but she'll just do eating videos where she's literally eating. And she's best known for her seafood. Like, she does, like, these really delicious-looking seafood boils, y'all. So if y'all love crab legs and shit like that, uh, be love. I love her fucking videos. I know I sound like such a fatty, but it's okay to be a fatty, okay? We not gonna fat shame up over here, bitch. I like to fucking eat. And my fat ass, I sure did get up on YouTube. And I sure the fuck did watch a 55-minute... Uh, <laughs> I sure did watch a 55-minute Popeye's review, goddammit. I sure the fuck did. Yes, I did, baby girl. And basically, they said that her, it was her and her husband. And they ate, they had like four sandwiches. The husband said he had to wait 25 minutes in line. They ate the sandwiches. They said the sandwiches was good, child. But this... The story that I want to bring this all to after I've rambled on all of that is that basically everyone has been going crazy about these sandwiches. Bitches have been getting into fist fights in line because the line is so long. I mean, even here in Los Angeles, you guys, look, one day, it was about a week ago, I went to three Popeye's locations and they were all sold out and the lines were wrapped around the corner, literally. Cars were parked around the corner, lines all through the damn, all through the damn Popeye's child. So I get, I literally gave up. I'm so sorry for burping. I keep burping, you guys. I'm so sorry. I literally gave up. I gave up, okay? And I was like, fuck it. I'll just wait for like two months when all the social media hype dies down and the nation kind of calms down, right? I'll just be one of the late bloomers and I'll get me a chicken sandwich in October, okay? I'm gonna wait till October because these bitches is buying all these fucking sandwiches, child. So basically, um, somewhere in Houston, let's get to the real tea. A Popeye's in Houston, a group of people pulled out some guns on Popeye's employees because they were sold out of chicken sandwiches, child. So according to B. Scott via Complex, um, a group consisting of three men and two women got so mad during a trip visit to a Popeye's in Houston that they ended up pulling out a gun on the employees. The employees 
Um, now, mind you, they ran the drive through thank God. The employees went and they locked the doors to the Popeyes so no one could break in. And they called the police and everyone was safe. No one got hurt. But the fact that people really pulled out a gun because the employees sold out of the fucking chicken sandwich. First of all, the employees ain't got shit to do with the chicken sandwich. They just doing their fucking job. It ain't their fault that the damn sandwich is gone. And y'all fat asses didn't show up on time. Now, Popeye's usually says come at 11 a.m. That's usually when they get their restock of their sandwiches because, you know, my, my ass then pulled up. And by the way, guys, you know, I'm, I'm not saying fat in a shady way. I'm saying fat in a funny way. I'm not, I'm not trying to fat shame. I'm a big girl myself, okay? Anyways, um, <clears throat> yeah, like I was saying, um, the fact that they pulled out a gun on the workers, I, look, this is some embarrassing ass shit. Now I'm not I'm not trying to be on my respectability, right? But that that's some ghetto ass shit. Y'all over here pulling out sandwiches on p and pulling out guns over a goddamn chicken. What is going on? What is going on? People are dying in South Africa right now. We have bigger issues. Literally, South Africa is going through a very controversial time right now where they're experiencing a lot of xenophobia and they're literally setting people on fire, okay? Who, who um, are a part of the Muslim faith, I believe, or the Islam faith, I'm so sorry. I'm not well-versed in politics, you guys, and religious stuff, but I did read earlier today that there is a lot of controversy going on in South Africa, okay? And they are setting people on fire who are practicing, you know, a certain religion, okay? So, meanwhile, in America, we over here pulling out guns on Popeye's employees over a fucking chicken sandwich while in South Africa, the whole world is falling to shit. The Amazon rainforest is on fucking fire. And there is a lot of things going on in our world, you guys. So, y'all gotta do fucking better. And I hate to say it, but I'm like, damn, I hope they weren't black. (laughs) But they probably were, shit. Look, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest, you guys. You know, like, y'all, we got it. What the fuck? Y'all pulling out guns over a sandwich? Are you, are you fucking kidding me? Anyways, that, that story. Oh, and by the way, they were driving a black SUV and they were, they were driving a black SUV, right? And they had a goddamn baby in the car. Get your shit together. Oh, my last topic, y'all, because we running short on time. Okay, we're at 42 minutes, y'all. Now, a lot of things have happened. I'm, I'm going to glaze over this NFL topic with Jay-Z, and then I'm going to get to my last topic. Now, Jay-Z apparently teamed up with Rock Nation in the NFL. He, he is Rock Nation. So basically, he has this deal of some sorts where basically... um. Rock Nation will be providing exclusive content, music, podcasts, radio, shit, all this type of shit through the NFL, right? And Jay-Z is facing a lot of controversy for the mere fact of what happened with Colin Kaepernick and how Jay-Z was quote-unquote on Colin Kaepernick's side. You all know the whole um, taking a knee situation that occurred. It was a very controversial situation that has occurred in America um, starting in 2018 in which Colin Kaepernick, you know, he wasn't allowed. He took a knee. He basically was banned from the NFL. He was not able to work. And, you know, because he was standing up for black people and how the NFL treats black players and basically how they treat them like freaking slaves. You see what I'm saying? So for Jay-Z to support Colin and then turn around and do a deal with the NFL and not notify Colin Kaepernick, he didn't even notify him that he was doing this deal. He made it look as if he was on his side, you know, by supporting Colin Kaepernick and speaking out, supporting him. Then out of nowhere, you fucking sign a multi-million dollar deal with them, and you didn't even call Colin to let him know. And basically, this has caused a lot of controversy. Other celebrities such as Rihanna and Cardi B have decided to not support Jay-Z in this. Beyonce has been quiet as a mouse because, of course, that is her husband. So, of course, she's going to support her husband. Um, but Beyonce hasn't said absolutely anything in regards to this. And honestly, I hope she doesn't. Um, but basically we all know that Beyonce probably will be performing at the Super Bowl again. And 
You know, basically, this whole situation has caused a lot of controversy, and basically, Jay-Z is stating how, you know, as black people, we have to move another type of way, all this bullshit. Basically, you got to work with the oppressor. You know, honestly, at this rate, there's so much shit going on in this fucking country. I don't give a fuck about the NFL. I'm not a football watcher. I don't, I could frankly give two fucks about it, but I don't really know how to feel about it, you guys. I don't really know how to feel about it because I feel like what I will say is that who in the fuck made Jay-Z the the, the black messiah? You see what I'm saying? Like, uh, he's a freaking celebrity. A lot of black celebrities tend to turn their backs on their people. That's just something that tends to happen. Not to say that all of them do that, but this is, this is not um, an unusual thing. You know, some black celebrities, when they make their money, they kind of just forget about the issues that really, really affect their people because they're no longer directly affected about it. I mean, hell, in my last episode, you guys know how I was talking about fucking, um, I think it's ASAP Rocky and his trifling ass, you know, in the comments that he made when his ass got arrested up in Sweden some goddamn where now he wanted everybody to rally and support his ass after he said that he is not really down for, for civil rights issues or, you know, black issues, human rights issues, things of that nature, because he's not affected by it because he's rich. You know what I'm saying? He's not affected by the everyday things that regular black people or people of color are affected by because he's rich. And, you know, that's how a lot of these black celebs feel. And I'm sure that Jay-Z probably feels that way. You know, so honestly, I don't know how to feel about it. You guys can cancel Jay-Z if you want. I'm not fucking canceling Beyonce. I fucking love Beyonce. I pray that she doesn't say shit about it. I hope she doesn't say anything about this. She needs to stay her ass quiet and focus on her Lion King publicity shit that she has going on with the Lion King, okay? So, um, and we love Beyonce over here, okay? But, you know, I don't really know how to feel about this Jay-Z bullshit. Next topic, Malik Yoba. So I don't know if you all know who Malik Yoba is. He is a prominent actor. Um, He worked on a, a, it was an NYC PD type detective show in the 90s. I forgot the exact name of the show that he was on, but he's most famous for this detective show that he worked on in the 90s. I believe it was called NYC PD or something like that. And basically he, he spoke out against transphobia and he revealed that he himself is a man who loves trans women. So uh, Malik Yoba did this Instagram post earlier this week where he utilized his platform to basically basically create awareness about transphobia and how he is against it and how he himself is trans. He, he identifies as a trans attracted man and how he loves all women. He loves all women, rather you're trans or cisgender. Um, and the reason why he made this post is because Last week, you guys, there was um, a a boy by the name of Reese, who I believe was 19 years old, um, who committed suicide. He committed suicide. um, And a year prior to this, um, he went viral on social media because he was like walking down the street and a group of men were teasing him about having a transgender girlfriend. Now, all these men are black. Reese is black himself. Basically... In this video that went viral about a year or so prior, Reese is being teased. It's like it's like seven or eight dudes outside. They all have their phones out and they're basically hackling him saying, oh, you like, quote unquote, trannies. Trannies is a derogatory term, you guys. I'm only using it in the context of this damn story. Um, basically, he was teased in the video and he said that he did love trannies. I hate saying that word, you guys, but that's what he said in the video, okay? Basically, he loves trans women, okay? And yes, he is dating one. And basically, he was in an open relationship with his trans girlfriend. And um, flash forward to now, he committed suicide. Once he committed suicide, everyone basically related to the video. They were stating that he was being bullied and this is why he killed himself. Now, I hope you all are following. This is so fucking heavy. I don't have a lot of time to talk about it, you guys. But basically... I'll, I'll probably revisit this in my next episode because I want I really want to touch on this on the Reese dating the the trans woman and how you know basically he was being bullied and he committed suicide yada 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 I'll, I'll get into the details of that and the and the truth here as to what's going on in the streets and what's really going on with that story okay we'll get into that probably on my next episode but I want to focus back on Malik Yoba 
So basically, Malik Yoba saw this story occur. And, um, you know, he just wanted to speak out against transphobia because there are a lot of men who are attracted to trans women and are often teased about that. And they often have to deal with their own issues if they are dating a trans partner, um, rather it be a trans woman or a trans man or whoever it is that they're interested in. Um, and basically, he utilized his platform to just take a stance and say, you know, we as we as a community of people, especially Black people, we have to just be more open. And let me see if I could pull a little bit of what he said from his actual Instagram. He put, uh, let's see. Let's see. What did he put? He put, I love all women and count myself among those that find themselves trans attracted. And I too have felt the self-imposed shame that comes with that truth. But it's time to speak up. Uh, attention, black and all men in general, this is not okay. This video, and by by the way, he's referencing he's referencing the viral video with the boy Reese who had the who had the trans girlfriend. He put this video as another heartbreaking example of the homophobia, transphobia, hatred, and, and hypocrisy we as black folks, black men in particular, have to name, face, and call out and do the work to heal. This is exactly why I will be at Trans March on DC in Washington DC hosting a workshop called Love and Trauma, the Trans Experience on September 27, 2019. Um, and basically, he went into further detail about the boy named Reese who killed himself. By the way, he was 20 years old, you guys, not 19. But basically, he just basically talked about the video and he was stating how, you know, we just all have to stop this shit, you know? So kudos to you, Malik Yoba, for taking a stance and being open about your attraction for the for trans women, but also too taking a stance as a public figure, as a male figure, um, as a male celebrity. You know, because here's the thing: a lot of these guys like trans girls. Okay, this is something that's not fucking new. For you know, for all of you who are living under a fucking rock, I'm sure that there are some of you that are. You know. <laughs> I hate to get a little explicit here, but trans porn is probably the number one. Stats actually show this, that transgender porn is the number one porn that is viewed in the world. A lot of people watch that, okay? So it's no secret that these men and even some women like transgender people, rather you be a trans woman or a trans man, okay? So I just want to say that, you know, it's, it's still a taboo for a lot of people, right? you know, dating a trans person or sleeping with one or being attracted to one, whatever the hell you like. Um, so I just want to say I commend Malik for that. You know, that that's brave of him to do that. It is something that will probably affect his acting career, you know, but for the mere fact that he's living in his truth, that doesn't fucking matter, you know? And um, we just need more people to be more accepting. That doesn't mean you have to date trans people or all that, but... The way that trans people and people who are attracted to us suffer, it, it's fucking crazy. And honestly, I, I just, I know that how I feel about it, honestly, you guys, is that I, I know that, you know, we all have to go through our trials and tribulations, you know, for us to become normalized as a people, right? But honestly, I just can't wait till we get to a time where people are accepted, you know, like fully accepted. You know, and I, and I feel like, I feel like, you know, L, gay people have somewhat, as far as, you know, American society goes, gay people still struggle, but they, I feel like um, gay and lesbian people have now been more included in the, in the, in the narrative and in the, in the quote unquote normal narrative. Like now it's not shocking to see gay people. Right. But I, I still feel like as, as trans people, there, there still has to be a push for acceptance, you know, and just respect. And, um, and equal rights and human rights, you know what I'm saying, and, and protection, you know? Um, so I commend Malik Yoba. But, you know, th this is something that affects... It, it's deeper than just sexual attraction. I, I can't wait till we get past that. Oh, you know, let's not just talk about the men who are attracted to us, you know, which I'm very happy about. I'm happy that this is being normalized, you know, through him. But, you know, we need to also talk about housing for trans people, jobs, you know, employment, education. Those are also things that affect um, trans and LGBT people as a whole, lesbian and gay people too. 
You know, there, there's still limited access to education for us, for all of us in the LGBT world. You know, college campuses have to be safer for LGBT students. Um, job protection, you know, people should not be allowed to fire you and discriminate against you if they find out that you're gay or trans or lesbian or bisexual or queer or intersex, you know. So there, there's a lot of work that has to be done, but I do want to um, give him his, his kudos for that, you guys. And with that being said, I'm going to stop right there, you guys. We are 54 minutes in. I have been fucking rambling, okay? But I want to thank you guys for listening to my show. And also, too, by the way, there's one particular listener that I love dearly. Her name is Laura Luna. And Laura Luna, I'm, I know it's the end of the show, baby, but hey, we, we're saving the best for last. I'm going to give you a Yes Queen Award because you have been supporting the show and you are such a cool ass fucking femme. I fucking love you. Like, Laura, she has been supporting my show, you guys. She, she's one of my first listeners, um, right along with um, JoJo, um, Joanna, who has also supported the show. I'm so sorry for saying you guys' names. But yes, um, Laura, you know, you are phenomenal. Me and Laura actually met up and we had coffee a few weeks ago, about a month ago, actually. Yes, me and her had coffee and she was so dope. And and honestly, I just want to say that I appreciate connecting with other um, queer fans. I really, really do because, you know, I don't have a lot of friends who are LGBT or queer. I don't. I don't have a lot of people that I could like, like I hang around with a lot of cis people and I only have like, <laughs> I only have like one queer friend. He's like, you know, like a gay guy, you know what I'm saying? So, but I've always wanted, con- I've always wanted to, I'm sorry, I'm over here studying you guys. I'm a little sleepy. I've always wanted to connect it more with, um, or connect to Oh my God, I'm having a brain for it. I have always wanted to connect more with other femmes who are queer of color. So it just means a lot to me that you took the time to actually have coffee with me. I know we're going to have more coffee sessions and more more wine sessions, girl. And um, who even knows? You guys, look, me and Laura may even have something in the works. I'm, I'm just saying, you never know. But, but she has always been a great supporter of the show. And um, our coffee... Our coffee date was so fun. We just talked about life and, you know, things that are going on in the community, you know, love life. We talked about a lot of juicy shit. So it was super fun hanging out with you, Laura, and shout out to you. Right now, she's on vacation, y'all. She's living her best life, having her hot girl summer. Let me not tell all her business, y'all. But, you know, um, I'm so happy for her that she's on vacation, living her fucking life. And um, I'm thankful that she took her time to just hang out with me, you know? It was super, super fun. So, Laura, you get a Yes Queen Award. And um, thank you all for listening to the show. Thank you all for hearing me fucking rant and ramble. You know, I know the topics were kind of heavy this week. And there was so much to talk about. I'm like two months behind, okay? So, on my next episode, I will make sure to talk about a few more things that have been going on, such as R. Kelly and his fucking drama. I'm tired of talking about that. Um, The VMAs, I'll probably touch on that. Actually, let's touch on it now because I have a few more minutes left. Lizzo did a great job at the VMAs. Um, who else? Normani. Normani fucking killed it at the VMAs. Lizzo and Normani did that. And Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott lit that shit up. Missy Elliott got the um the Michael Jackson Vanguard Video Award. She fucking slayed that shit. And she released a new EP called Iconology. Iconology. Like, I'm an iconology. Get it? Iconology, I guess. That's how you say it. But um, her new song is called Throw It Back. You know, so Missy definitely did her tribute. And it's so nice to see Missy get her flowers. Um, Also, too, Lizzo went number one today on the Billboard Hot 100 for her single Truth Hurts. So shout out to you again, Lizzo. And um, yeah, the VMAs was pretty good, though. Uh, Lil Nas X did a performance of the record Panini. It was super hot, super cute. Yeah, they had a tribute to all the New Jersey hip-hop artists. Betty Watt popped up. A lot of people popped up, you know? So it was a super cute show. I feel like the VMAs hasn't really been popping like that until this year, low-key. And they had a big budget. The stages looked good. Everybody did their shit. So anyways, we are done. This wraps up another fucking episode of the Perfect Blend Podcast. Thank you guys for bearing with me, okay? 
I breeze through all these topics and thank y'all for listening and supporting the show. I'm going to keep going, y'all. I want y'all to stay strong. Thank you for allowing me to be a good, healthy distraction for you, y'all. We're going to step into September, right? It is Beyonce's birthday today. Shit, it's B-Day, okay? It's Beyonce's B. It's her birthday, okay? So we're going to step into September, right? Okay? And I want y'all to have a good fucking week. I hope y'all had a great Labor Day weekend. And I hope y'all stay tuned in for um, my next episode. But thank you all for listening. Please remember, remember to share this episode on iTunes. Rate and review me on iTunes. Share my shit on Spotify. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Instagram, Twitter. Thank you all for supporting me. I love y'all and I'm checking out.